0: support black podcasts meet Shannon, Cameron Lauren and Mel four black women who are bonded by nerd culture as they discuss all things comics games, movies and TV. Join them bi-weekly on the Nerds of Prey podcast that's Nerds of Prey P-R-E-Y podcast a different kind of nerd culture podcast because they love you back Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and every place that you find the best in podcasts, including nerdsofpreypodcast.com. Check them out. And remember, support Black
1: Podcasts. sidekicks and henchmen out there in the geek nation you're listening to gutter talk Gotta talk. i am johnny destructo you are here at my hero complex it's a comic shop 4456 main street maniunk pa it's easter he is risen my personal lord and savior
0: yo what's up highlight like your boy this is the bad <laughs> trouble
1: Easter. We're going to talk about a bunch of people who came back from the dead and seemed appropriate. Yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, you just can't keep a good hero down
0: sometimes. As much as you'd want them to stay dead. Yes, there's a lot of them that I would love to stay dead, including, let me just kick this off right now. Batman, Bruce Wayne, love you, bruh. You need to take a dirt nap because, you know, look, just like you're the ultimate loner, yet you've got a legion of superhero full of Robins, you also are a brother who will look deaf in the face and laugh. And yet you have been croaked like about four or five times just over the last 10 years. And the, the one time you died... And they had the whole battle for the cow and all this other bullshit. And Dick Grayson, excuse me, not bullshit. Cause I'm trying not to curse on these shows anymore. Oh yeah, I'm trying. Is that what we're doing? Well, all tr- right, I'm trying not to. You know, well, it's fine. It's fine. You know, because I know a lot of people listen to these in their cars, and sometimes they uh. have their kids in there. Oh, all right. And you know, they can't really, like, you know, certain. They got to choose their shows wisely. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't want to edit us from their from their cars. Okay, so. that sounds like a bunch of bullpucky to me. Possibly, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm going to try some stinky doo doo. All right, so <laughs> you heard that curse word at the beginning. I will try not to curse for the rest of the way. Oh, I
1: try too. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay, here we go. All right.
0: So Batman, when they had the whole battle for the cow ish,
1: uh-huh. Hey, uh, this is gonna be fun,
0: and uh, Dick Grayson you know, came out on top as he should have. I don't mm-hmm. even know why there was a discussion. He actually was a very good, fun Batman that I would have enjoyed reading for at least the next 10 years.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. When that happened, I I was like, awesome. I'm yeah. down with this. And then the one by Grant Morrison, it was just Batman and Robin and... um. You know they introduced Professor Pig. um, Mm -hmm. Dick Grayson was bats, and then Damien was the Robin, and their interactions were just so much fun to watch. And I was in it one hundred percent. I would have preferred better art, like you know, because it started off with Frank Quitely,
0: and then yeah,
1: and then we started going into the fucking weird fill-in artists with that. Can't really, no offense, can't really hold a candle to, to Quietly. No, once you start off with Quietly. Yeah, it's only downhill from there. And especially when Quietly
0: was doing the covers, too. Mm-hmm. So then you like, like,
1: ooh. ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I was all about that. And people are like, oh, I'm a razzle Frasm, angry boy, and I want my Batman back. And I was like, no, keep him. I want more of this. Give us at least 10 years.
0: And the, the proof that you had so much... Um, so much goodness and richness right there is that once they bought Bruce back what and how long ago was that Bruce came back like maybe about 5 6 years ago yeah. maybe even a little bit longer
1: yeah
0: ever since the, he's died like about twice since so they they keep
1: they don't know what to do because remember he supposedly was dead, and then quit- oh my god, yeah. Well, you, you, okay, so you're talking about the Grant, not Jesus Grant Morrison, the um, Scott Snyder, the Scott Snyder John, where uh, it was like him versus the Joker and the magnesium right. and all that stuff. Yeah, and then. We got Commissioner Gordon is Jimmy Batman. Jimmy Gordon all is of Batman. A sudden, my man shaves his mustache and also shaves off about 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. It, apparently, it was all mustache. And
0: then apparently, went in the Lazarus pit and shaved off about 20 years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, that was bad. That's the whole, the, that whole run, that whole Scott Snyder run from New 52 on was so good, top to bottom until that. I think it's called Super Heavy. Yeah. Where all of a sudden, it's Jim Gordon in a mech. Right. Neat idea. Didn't give a, a who's it? about. No, it didn't give a who. But the but the, the thing is, is that
0: you still quickly ran out of stuff to do with Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and you had to take him off the map again. Again, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's all they keep doing is just taking Batman off the map for some reason, so they can have some some triumphant return. If you just had Dick Grayson, there was so many storylines to 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 just like mine mine you know him and and Damian, how does this affect him it was interesting watching him interact with the justice league at that mm-hmm. point you know cuz it's not the same batman you know seeing the teen titans like you know oh my god you know you're not you're not nightwing anymore all of a sudden you're a batman yeah, you yeah. know it's just watching the whole universe you know have to reconcile with that it was so interesting man you you could have mined that for ever. And yeah. then when Bruce Wayne comes back, it truly is a monumental thing. Mm-hmm. Because then that stuff the, the mind like, "Oh, we want that old Batman back." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like ugh, such a missed opportunity. Sometimes when I read Batman now, I feel like it's why I don't I find myself not caring anymore cuz it's right. like, "Dude, I know you're only going to be here for like
1: maybe two, three storylines, and then they're going to kill you again." <laughs> That's a big problem with comic books these days. They they Rely on the shock – I'm using air quotes for shock value – of killing off a character. And it's just diminishing returns. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work out. Um, Yeah, I definitely would have liked more of Dick Grayson as Bats. I had somewhere I was going to go with that, but I I lost it. Um, Is there someone else that you – so you liked that replacement. Was there someone that sucked? Was there someone that you hated?
0: That that – who replaced somebody
1: that I hated? Yeah, like someone dies,
0: right? And then they and somebody replaces them. They, I hate. I'll tell you who died, and I hate. I hate his replacement. They <laughs> Good, killed because that's the question I asked. Because they killed off Wally West, oh! the world's best Flash. Here we go. Just so that they could bring back Barry Allen, Ugh. the world's
1: worst. Flash. Well, I don't know if he's the worst Flash. He's the worst. Remember when Flash Bart was Flash for like Barry Allen (laughs) is the worst Flash. (laughs) He was boring
0: as the Flash. Remind you when he came back in the sixties, he was kind of cool. You -hmm. know, it was the Flash. It was bad. But when did really people start caring about the Flash? When he was dead. Well, back when back then they cared when he met. The original Flash, because that was cool. That
1: was dope. That's to this day one of my favorites.
0: Where else did they care about him? They cared about him in the Justice League. Why? Because he was with a bunch of other people. Mm -hmm. And even then, they always, like Superman, had to take him off the map and throw him at a rock or have him trip over a newspaper and Mm -hmm. bust his head open, and next thing, he can't be in it. Mm -hmm. Then they didn't care about him anymore until he died. Yeah. And you didn't care. And then Wally West rose from Kid Flash, was, my God, once Marv Wolfman and George Perez got him, a more interesting character than the mm-hmm. freaking Flash. Mm-hmm. He rose to the Flash, natural progression, and was the world's best Flash. How do you know? Because the show that everybody heralds, Justice League cartoon, had Wally West as the Flash.
1: Okay. I was with you up until that last one. I have to take umbrage with that a little bit. So is John Stewart the best Flash because he was in the cartoon? Well, Jon Stewart he the best wasn't Green the Flash. Lantern? Green Lantern? No, he wasn't the
0: best Green Lantern. He wasn't. But neither was Hal Jordan.
1: Who's the best? Ooh, okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, Gnort is the obvious answer. So he was the, <laughs> the best Green Lantern. Um, so 100%. Again, we need to start disagreeing on some shit make this more interesting but yeah Wally West he was my guy I never cared about Barry but to be honest he was never one I really read okay. I would go back because I was growing up on Wally I would go back and be like oh let me read some Wally or uh, Barry stuff the trial of the flash where he you know murdered Zoom and all that sort of stuff <clears throat> what that two year long storyline yeah 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 was that so I didn't live through that I wasn't reading it while it was happening oh, okay was that like a long boring yes. thing? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. To me, I was like, Oh my God, that's B- so cool. He like murdered he was no. about to he was about to kill Iris. Was it Iris? hmm <clears throat> He was about to snap Iris' neck or something. And then Barry comes through and pow kills him. And now 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 he's on trial. Trial. Yeah. Dumb. Um so dumb. and then he lost the trial. Yes. But only because Eobard Thawn had like fucked with all of the jury.
0: Well, you just failed.
1: Oh, I did. Dang it. <laughs> he fudged him up. He fudged with the jury. I want a mulligan. So, uh, I carry mulligan. So, anyway, yeah, Wally was my, my boy. We've uh, we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show. Wally was the guy, and he was a character that you grew up with, mm-hmm. and he became a different character as you read him, which is unheard of these days in comic yes, books. Yes, very Everyone much. Everyone is very much... We that used to have that back in the I would say, 80s. That's kind of the heyday for that, right? Because back in the 60s and 70s, characters didn't really develop so much as like they would just change due to whoever was writing them and whatever drugs they were on. So uh, in the 80s, we started to see characters developing and becoming different people through experience, which was the coolest thing. And now we're back to, well, characters are really just the Simpsons. You know, Bart's forever yeah. in the sixth grade or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, to me, that was a very, very cool thing that they were doing. And um, when they brought back Barry, I went, But but why? Like, I understand they did Hal Jordan Rebirth, the Green Lantern Rebirth, and I thought that was dope. And then they're like, Well, that sold so well. Yeah, we do it for, for Barry. For Barry, even though no one's asking there for it. There was nobody asking people for People were clamoring for Hal back because they hated Kyle my man Kyle, who I loved. But no one was going. You know, who we need back the bow tie. Let's bring bow tie back. <laughs> so yeah, now he's still here, and now he's in the Justice League movie. And he, oh man, so we're never gonna have Wally as the and, f- yeah, full Flash again.
0: And the reason why you're never gonna have Wally is, like you just said, he's in the Justice League movie. But because over the last, I guess maybe six or seven years since he's been back, because he's actually been back a while, yeah, um, they've kind of like. Merge the Wally West persona mm-hmm. with Barry Allen, mm-hmm. so you're ne- so now even when they have brought Wally West back in the comics, he feels a little bit redundant.
1: Yeah, because they've already made Barry Allen Wally. Yeah, they've tried to make him like younger and hipper. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it sucks. That's so why I hate DC. I- I'm so learning to hate DC. Yeah, but doesn't Marvel do the same thing? They, they youngified And uh, Well I guess they didn't Hippify Peter And now there's So now there's two Younger Spider-Men Yeah that's true That's why I hate comics <laughs> There you go There you go And that's our show Thank you so much uh, Stop reading comics You nerds <laughs> um, Let's see Who else Who's on our list So we got Barry You gotta, you gotta have somebody So the one that affected me the most, and then kind of bummed me out, Aunt May. Okay. Because I everyone knows I grew up a Spidey boy, and
0: oh, Spidey boy,
1: (laughs) the webs, the webs (laughs) webs are are calling. So um, Aunt May had died back in the '90s, right after the Clone Saga, I believe. And Peter is brought back as, no, no, He died before she died before the Clone Did Saga. Did she die in the 80s? Because it was the Clone Saga that brought her back.
0: Yeah, she died like in the 80s, I thought. Muck like late bucket. 80s or something like that. L- I mean, quiet as kept. She's been on death's door.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's been in the hospital so much. Because uh, Frank, I believe, Frank quietly, I think Mark Bagley had drawn that. Maybe. And it had the embossed gray mm-hmm. cover with the tombstone on it. Man, uh, my memory is failing me, but yeah, it was before the The, the clone saga, and it was a really beautiful issue yeah. that I literally was I had a tear in my eye because right. I was it was so emotional for me. And uh, you know, he, he quotes the um, what is it, um, straight and straight on till morning, you know, and then she dies in the, in the oh, bed, and, okay, I think um, I know first star on the right and straight on till morning, right? Um, And, uh, yeah, man, I felt that. And then, after the Clone Saga, they did this switcheroo. So, Norman Osborn, who was also dead, came back. Oh, yeah, how about that? And he kept saying that he had May. And at the time, I don't know if you remember... He had the daughter. He had a daughter. Right. Peter and MJ had a a kid during the Clone Saga, and then they were told that it was stillborn, uh, but really what had happened was... Um, Norman Osborne had paid the doctor to whisk the baby away onto like a cruise ship or something, and that was the last time we ever saw the baby May. So when Peter, you know when Norman says something about he 's got may he 's thinking it 's his daughter, and the whole big twist was dun 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 when he opens the door it 's aunt May who 's mm. been dead for years. Mm. and it turns out the thing that I read that I had such an emotional response to was just Norman Osborne had paid an old actress. <clears throat> To pretend to die, and Peter was like, "All right, I guess this actress is my aunt somehow." That you know, it's just such a dumb. dumb that was really, That sounds really dumb. That's a really dumb retcon. Um, so yeah.
0: Wow, that's really that's, that. was lame. That was really
1: lame. And then she was about to die again, and then they did the whole Mephisto thing, which was just one of the worst things ever. Oh right. Yeah, she was, on, she was on Death's Door. He, Peter had dodged a bullet, literally. His spider sense went off, and he jumped out of the way. They were in a motel, and the bullet goes through and hits Aunt May. And she's on Death's Door, and then Peter makes a deal with Mephisto to save Aunt May, who should have been dead fucking 20... friggin', Damn it! I'm so bad at not cursing. 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, you really and, suck at it.
1: Yeah, sorry. And... um. Yeah, she was supposed to be dead like 20 years ago, but we're going to save her, So and then we're going to give up our marriage.
0: What a dumb story. Though. That really is a dumb story, especially when you think about it, because primarily I don't think that's true to Peter's character, that he would have made that
1: choice. No. He would have been like, sorry Aunt May.
0: Yeah, I mean, he no, he would have been heartbroken.
1: With, with the literal devil. Yeah. Yeah, but he would have made the correct choice on that one. Yeah. Yeah, and people are still mad about that, understandably. There's people who have... Stopped reading Spider-Man. They're like, oh, I haven't read it since Brand New Day, or or not Brand New Day, One More Day. Right. Which was that storylines.
0: I can understand, man. I mean, there are some things that just hit you to your core. You're just like, you know what? I can't trust you again.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I I, I don't even care. I don't even trust you.
1: So that was mine, Aunt May.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that one, man. I feel you on that.
1: I think the biggest death was...
0: um, would you say the Superman was the biggest one?
1: Superman 100% has to be the biggest death. Yeah. I remember it was such a big event that it was on the news. Mm-hmm. And there were people lined up for, for like around the block at the neighborhood comic shop. And uh, it was such a big thing. My mom, on her way home from being a nurse in the morning, stopped at a comic book store, stood in line bought two copies, and she still has it, God bless her, still has it in a metal lockbox. Wow. You know, with the black cover with the red, bloody Mm -hmm. S on it. So that has to be the biggest one. I can't think of a bigger one. No, I can't think of a bigger one either. How did you feel about how they brought them back? Again, I was disappointed that they brought them back. Anytime comics do something big and bold like that, I'm excited about it. And then when they undo it, I go, oh, man, that's kind of a bummer. Right. I wish they had had the, the cojones to, to just stick with it for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, stick with it. But that being said, that whole storyline was a bucket of fun, and I was on board. The whole R- Superman, the reign of Superman, mm-hmm. where you had Cyborg Superman, Steel, Superboy with his fucking telekinesis. Was it tactile telekinesis? Tactile, yeah. Literally every time he used it, he had to shout... Something about his tactile telekinesis. <laughs> and then, who was the other one? Who am I missing? Oh, Eradicator.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: yeah. And one of those was going to be the real Superman. And that was kind of a bummer because that turned out to be a lie. Yes. And I was like, well, which one of these is the real Superman? Oh, none of them. Oh, cool. I'll go F myself in the B. Thanks.
0: None of these
1: things. Yeah. Not like the other. Um, So that was a bummer, too. But that being said... It was a really fun time to be reading comics.
0: A lot of people got into that; mm-hmm. they really did. You know, they were they were invested in it. So, you know, I guess it worked. And and you knew you knew by then, the history of comics had told itself. You knew Superman was coming back. Yeah. So it's just a matter of how whether or not they would make it fun. You know, as opposed to when Marvel and DC, apparently looking at each other's window, um, killed off Batman and Captain America on literally the same Tuesday.
1: What was this? Uh like maybe what was he, what do you think? Like seven years ago? Eight years ago?
0: Probably. Something like uh, that. And basically had the same storyline to bring them back. Yeah. Cause they both more or less got shot back through time. So, I know it technically so they weren't. Dumb. It was so dumb. So dumb. It was and you know what made it more dumb? Because the way that they got shot back through time. Captain America was shot back through time. With a bullet.
1: Yeah, with it was just a gun. <laughs> it, was just, it was a gun.
0: It made no sense.
1: It was a magic gun.
0: A magic gun. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, <laughs> you know. Apparently, it was Kennedy's gun, the gun that uh, shot Kennedy shot Captain America back the time. Oh, is that for real? No. Ah. But um, uh, but um, but the Batman. And correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't he shot by Darkseid's?
1: Omega Beams? The Omega Sanction. So, so it wasn't the Omega Beams. He's got – I had to look this up back then too and I was like, I thought that just made you go poof. Exactly. So, yeah, there's the Omega Beams but then there's the Omega Sanction which is just I – I guess he's got a different eyeball switch. So yeah, that and that sends you careening back through time. <laughs> it makes what no the... sense. Ah, son of a biscuit. So – but at least that one, you're dealing with a god. You're dealing with Darkseid, who's a new god, right? So he is a sort of a—I don't know if he's immortal, but he's certainly a big, powerful, right. supernatural, almost kind of. So being. If, he, if anybody's going to shoot you back through time, Darkseid's the guy to do it. Okay,
0: and fair enough. And I know enough. if
1: you want someone to shoot you back in time, then you call Darkseid. Okay. So that one I can I can reconcile more than just like is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gun bullet and now you're back in and okay so the only difference was Batman was shot back through time and he like showed up in prehistoric caves yeah and then he would sort of I don't know how but he was jumping around time uh, as opposed to Captain America this special bullet sent him back into different parts of his own life yes so he was quantum leaping but back into his own body over and over and over again
0: right <sighs> so bad. And here's the other reason why the Captain America one made, didn't make any sense. Because the whole thing was orchestrated by the Red Skull.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, who is Captain America's arch enemy.
1: Yeah.
0: Unlike Batman's arch enemy, the Joker, who, who just loves messing with Batman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And messing with his mind. Unlike Lex Luthor, Superman's arch enemy, who wants to prove himself to be superior
1: yeah.
0: to Superman. The Red Skull's um, mission against Captain America is to kill him. Mm-hmm. He does not want Captain America to exist. So, why, if I'm getting up close enough to you with a gun? Well, he didn't do it. Okay, but, but he had remember. some. But he had Sharon Carter do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he's got Sharon Carter close enough to him with a gun. Just use for real bullets. Just for, use for real bullets. Yeah. And take him out. Yeah. Why are you messing around shooting him back into himself? Yep. Back in time. Just just shoot the mother lover. That's what, mm-hmm.
1: that again, it pissed me off. Yeah. <sighs> but you know, it's that classic supervillain cliche. Like, I'm going to leave you in this pit. You know, dangling over this pit with sharks with laser beams on their heads as you slowly descend. And then, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to assume that this all goes to plan, and I'm just going <laughs> to get a burger. It's going to be fine. I've worked out all the kinks. Toodles. So, I mean, it's just comic book cliches. But, yeah, no, I understand. I, just kill them. Shoot them with real bullets. <sighs> and, and as a reader, that was so disappointing. Because you've got two different big events that are happening at the same time. And I didn't want either one to come back anyway. No. I was enjoying Bucky as Cap. Yeah. I was enjoying Dick as as Bats. And then they're both bringing both back these lame dudes. <clears throat> and it's not that they're lame. It's just that I've read so much of them that I was just like, I can have some new shit. So. And then there's the same story on the same time, in the same time period. I was reading both side by side. And it's like. You guys either aren't talking to each other or talking to each other a little bit too much, the, the two companies. So since they were the same stories, let me ask
0: you, which story did you like better?
1: Batman. Because at least I could reconcile, oh, hey, all right, Obe- Omega Sanction. I didn't like either of them. But if, if, if you're making me pick, I'm going to go with Batman because at least that one I can reconcile in my head sort of the fantastical elements of the story. Mm-hmm. Whereas Captain America was just, it a bullet. I like the Captain
0: America one because up to him getting shot, it was an interesting espionage spy comic. Once you got on the other side and realized that, oh, he wasn't really dead, Mm -hmm. he just got shot. Then I was like, oh, this is stupid. Mm -hmm. But
1: up until the shot. oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about the events that brought them back. Are you talking about just them being gone? You're talking about Bucky as Cap, yeah. Oh, okay, because there was a miniseries for Captain, the Return of Captain America. So oh, I think you yeah, just yeah, meant yeah. like the way they were brought back. Oh yeah, because that's the one that hits drew. Yeah, yeah. Which and, I was which, excited about, and then I, as soon as I put it down, I was like, oh man. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't get any good feelings
0: out of it. Me that. neither. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. What does this say? Because there's, there's one character we haven't really talked about yet, and um, we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, Adam Warlock who basically was created to keep coming back because he's like the the guy to take out Thanos in Marvel. Is that why he was created? Well, no, that's not why he was created. No. Okay. But I'm saying but that's the why the reason why he keeps coming back now mm-hmm. is basically to take on Thanos. He was yeah. created because they were just wanted to, you know, make a Star-spangled, you know, some star-spanning space guy. Okay, you know, I, I don't know. Some say they wanted to make a cosmic Jesus. I don't know, but but there's a lot of like a religious, al- you know. Well, his alibers. name was Him. Yeah.
1: Capital H Him. Yeah. When he was first, uh, when he was first around, right? But
0: um, but but thinking about his whole story, it got me. And because this is Easter, and the, you know, the Ten Commandments was on last night. And the the story of the greatest story ever told, the story of Jesus was on last night. Mm. And there's all type of uh, biblical movies that are on all during the day. So it got me thinking about how, you know, religion or spirituality is handled in the comic books. You know, to various degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, people, some people say that Superman is like kind of like a Christ figure.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, Zack Snyder certainly thinks so.
0: <laughs> Boy, yeah. God, I hated that image. He's,
1: um, no, he's no good at subtext.
0: He, <laughs> no, no. Subtly, it's yeah. not his uh,
1: he's, he's, he's forte. <laughs> um, and then, like
0: uh, Adam Warlock, like we said, it's kind of like uh, yeah. seeing like this Christ figure who's always resurrect, being resurrected. Um, and uh, there are lots of comics that play with divinity in some way or another. You know, um, well, I mean, I guess Wonder Woman deals with mythology, and Thor deals with mythology. But the wicked and divine,
1: isn't that? Oh yeah, about a pantheon of gods who keep resurrecting and coming to Earth and taking over human bodies for about two years, and then they then they die, and then ninety nine years later they come back again. But yeah. it's, a, they, it's always a different set of gods. Oh really? See, I and so they use all of the different pantheons
0: interesting yeah i've heard a lot of good stuff about that comic i just it's interesting can't bring myself to start reading it i don't know if you'd care i probably wouldn't yeah um and then you daredevil daredevil yeah daredevil deals
1: directly with catholicism
0: it sure does It's interesting hardcore
1: and then didn't um what was that comic book crossed hey <laughs> i don't think that has anything to do with religion wasn't it good wasn't it kind of some of the like jesus about-
0: like guy in it
1: No, no. Crossed is like a really effed up version of The Walking Dead, except instead of zombies, everyone does the worst things that they can imagine to other people, and that gives them pleasure. Oh. It's brutal. It's real gross. Oh.
0: I thought there was some comic
1: that had Jesus on it. Well, there was American... American Jesus, which was the I think the Mark Miller miniseries. Maybe that's the one I'm thinking about. Um, was it called? American Jesus. American yeah. Jesus, <laughs> walk my way. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I never read it. I read the first issue and I was like, I remember
0: in Savage Dragon he had a he had a fight with God.
1: He did, and the devil, the literal God and the devil. Um. Yeah, I think the devil winds up getting a hold of Savage Dragon, and then God shows up with his big beard and his loincloth, yeah. and he's all muscles. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all Eric Larson muscles. And then, yeah, and he's. I, I believe. And I'm gonna. I'm. <laughs> I've already been bad with the cursing so far, so it's too late. I believe he says, "Don't fuck with God." He sure does. Yeah. Yes, yeah, in a big, a big splash page. Yeah. Um, Eric Larson has fun. He That's does. what I like about him. He just. He's like, I'll do this now because it's fun. Um, So, yeah. You don't get, other than that, though, I can't really think of too many religious-based comic books that are, you know, not there specifically to be religious. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like religious undertones. Um, Are there religious undertones in Faith? No. No, her name is just Faith. Okay. I wasn't sure. After the George Michael song. Oh, really? No, not really. (laughs)
0: You would have had me. <laughs> oh,
1: that's, that's interesting. What, a, what, a, what an interesting choice to make as a creator for your. Character. What about
0: Preacher? This got to be religious. So that's where I was
1: getting to. So Preacher is a no. See, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, not to be confused with the, the podcast. Um, all right, so we're going to get into Preacher spoilers. I realize all we've done today have been spoilers, but I don't want to mess this up for anybody who hasn't read Preacher yet. So skip ahead. Five minutes. Um, Preacher, Jesse Custer, I was reading that in issues as it was coming out monthly, and there is a scene where they have been, you know, Jesse and Cassidy have had a big blowout fight because Cassidy was basically assaulting um, Tulip, and it was horrible, and so they they have a big, big fight, and um, they... Are both lured to this small town um, in Texas, and <sighs> Cassidy dies. Mm-hmm. He he waits for the sun to rise, and right. he sacrifices himself to the sun, and then he explodes into a you know a, a cloud of flesh dust. Right,
0: because he's a vampire.
1: Because he's a vampire. That's important. He's a vampire, <laughs> and then Jesse gets shot by, I think uh, her star has someone that's like a sharpshooter or something, and he gets it right in the, right between the eyes. Mm-hmm. And it says, and that was how they killed him, covered something like covered in the remains of his best friends, covered in the dust of his best friend or something wow. like that. And I lost my stuff. I wow. lost it. It was so brutal. And I, I thought for sure, like, oh, my God, they've actually killed him. They've done it. Like that. This is it was like the last couple of issues. So maybe that's just...
0: Right, how, He's how dead now, out. and
1: now we're gonna have to wrap it up after he dies, and um, and I had to wait till the next month. Turns out it was all like a ploy so that um, Jesse Custer could bring God out of hiding, so that he could finally have his you know final justice on God. Um, but yeah, the the this ties into both of the things: the resurrection of a character and also dealing with religion. I was really interested, and I thought they did a really fun job dealing with. Christianity as a whole and the different religions because mm-hmm. um, his you know the whole plot of that book is God created man and then left heaven to go walk around on Earth to hide from another being that's even more powerful than him. So he has abandoned his own creation. And uh, Jesse Custer's whole mission is to find God on Earth and kick his ass for abandoning the people that he created. To me, when I read that, it it blew my mind. It's like, that's the plot of the comic book? That's friggin' insane. So yeah. Yeah, but when they killed him, oh man, I felt that. That was brutal. But then he came back, so it was fine. God bless. Yeah. So yeah. Anybody else? You want, did you want to talk about Electra? Let's talk about Electra. Because I don't a know second. much about Electra.
0: Well, I mean, Elektra, Electra, she was famously in Daredevil comics, she was famously killed by bullseye.
1: Oh yeah. That I mean, classic it, image where it stabs the the I think the sigh stabs through her. Yes. But then just pokes out the back of her,
0: her, her like hers. It like blouse. points
1: out her blouse. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um but then she is um I think she actually is, if I remember correctly. Oh, oh okay. Re- I think she is actually resurrected in the comics, uh-huh. like in the regular issues of the comics, but then killed again Okay. in the comics as well. But then Frank Miller does a big book, uh, it's a beautiful painted book that he did with his wife. Um, Lynn Varley, Lynn Varley, Bar- called Electra Lives Again, mm. where Matt is basically swears that she truly is not dead,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and goes to dig her up, like she's not dead. You're, not, I know you're not dead. I'm in a comic book. I know she's alive. Like yeah. this is this does not happen. And dig and like he's and the hand is like somehow fighting at, fighting at him. And he's fighting because they want to get at her course. It's like, no, you can't have her. Mm-hmm. You can't have her. You know, I'm going to bring her back to life, not you. And I think ultimately, like he digs her up and realizes that she's dead.
1: Mm.
0: She's not going to come back. But then you find out that she is actually still alive at the end of the comic. Oh. I forget exactly. I don't think they necessarily spell it out. Yeah, yeah. But that, you know, basically she's alive. And this is basically Frank Miller's swan song to Electra. Like he that was him tying a bow on it. She's like off on like a mountain somewhere and being like Electra. Yeah, yeah. Doing whatever. Away from the hand, away from Matt and the whole thing. Um and I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was just beautiful imagery. I think it was some of Frank Miller's best work. Huh. Somehow she comes back in the comics because she's just so popular. Yeah, yeah. Much to Frank Miller's chagrin. Um, but you know, he's like, right, "Do what y'all gonna do? Mm-hmm. you will do it. The hell with y'all." Yeah, yeah. I tied my bow. Yeah, yeah. Y'all do what y'all want. And she comes back in the comics, and to me, she never felt the same. She never felt as interesting a character mm-hmm. with all the complexities that Frank Miller had put put into her. Yeah. Um. So as far as I'm concerned, that's not Elektra. Mm-hmm. That's some chick with a sigh. Yeah. That ain't the lecture that I know. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, but I thought the way that Frank Miller did, did it was just letter perfect. It was beautiful.
1: Nice. I feel similarly about Constantine. Con- my man John Constantine, he first appeared in Alan Moore's Swamp Thing and then had his own run called Hellblazer from Vertigo Comics. 300 issues my man had. A, a crazy amount of issues for a character like that. Right. It- it's flabbergasting. And um, they... They killed him off. He died at the end, um, and it was, but it was a beautiful, nice send-off. He, you know, fi- I think he goes to a bar, and I think a bunch of his friends are there and all that stuff, and he has a pint, and that's the end of the book. Um, a bit esoteric, but basically I assume he's dead. And then they did that so that they could, when they did Rebirth, no, New 52, bring him back into the DC universe where he was interacting with actual superheroes and DC characters. And it's never been the same guy ever yeah. since then. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing for me. Yeah. I've never quite had Constantine because it was like a rated R book.
0: Oh, yeah. Was and then when there. he came
1: back, it was like, oh, it's a PG 13. He says bloody a lot. Yeah. So they always get yeah. it wrong. So, hey, y'all, email us at cultpopgo at com
0: or at blacktribbles at gmail.com
1: and let us know your favorite, your least favorite resurrections, whatever you want to hit us up about. Um, or if there's some other really great takes on religion in comic books, I'd like to hear about those as well. So would I. Yeah, we so. got a couple
0: of emails we should go through because we've oh, been sitting on them for Let's a do little it. bit. I got one from from the home dad abroad, who said that Brandon. Remember when Brandon was on the show and he asked us question, us. asking us question. Yeah. Well, according to the home dad abroad, Brandon don't ask the right questions. Oh no! Damn. But I've got the right answers. Howdy, Lennon. JD. Um. First, let me say, Len is so right. These kids don't know shit. (laughs) Next, let me... That was it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Next, let me quotiently add that J.K. Rowling's pronouncement about Dumbledore's sexuality after the successful sales of her final Potter book and the irreversible inertia of the film series was smart and valid smart and that the timing ensured a broad audience for her books without knocking up against largely parental homophobic prejudices that would keep the suddenly deviant HP books from disturbing their precious children's carefully crafted narrow worldview. Invalid, and, and that Dumbledore's homosexuality was clearly, though not overtly, stated in the backstory revealed throughout the series. Most notably, in the stories about his young adulthood friendship with a young male wizard who had proclivities for dark magic, which influenced Dumbledore into exploring darkness because of the major crush Dumbledore had for said handsome young thing no the dark Mm -hmm. magic aspect was not presented as a euphemism for being turned to the other team he was already gay the dark wizard was just a bad influence that Dumbledore couldn't pull away from because of his attraction oh right like none of you have ever been there done that with the wrong girl slash guy as an aside it was that knowledge of both kinds of magic gained from his young dalliance that made the character the most powerful wizard in that world
1: nice very
0: well 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 put well told and finally really archie has put out a vampironica title unholy shit perhaps even ironic unholy shit the circle is now complete let an old man illustrate for all you punk kids out there back in the 1970s there was an underground pornographic comic by larry wells called Cherry Pop-Tart. I remember Cherry Pop-Tart. It was very Archie-rific. It shortened its name by the third issue to Cherry after alleged legal maneuverings from the corporate overlords that owned the Pop-Tarts brand. The central conceit of the book, which is heavily comedic and political as well as bumpy and grindy, was that it was drawn in the house style of Archie explicitly drawn, throbbingly, vainly, (laughs) bushily drawn as though it were an Archie comic. But keep reading, True Believers, there is more pertinent point to this. In the first printing, and there were several printings, of the premiere issue of Cherry Pop-Tart, Wells wrote and drew a backup story, also in the Archie House style, featuring the Archie characters themselves including the title character of that backup story you guessed it Vampironica it was full of references back to Archie comics as well as blood sucking while sucking however due to more legal threats that story was excluded from subsequent reprintings of cherry pop tart but now Archie comics themselves are using it me thinks there may be grounds for legal action in the other direction and yes I still own a copy. Nice. I'm a filthy, dirty, disturbed old man named the Home Dad Abroad.
1: That's awesome. Wow, that's a great email. Thank you.
0: Did, were you not familiar with Cherry?
1: I have seen her. Yeah, I've seen her around. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, and she very much had the Archie style. Yes. Um, that's pretty. I didn't know about Veronica though. That's. I didn't cool. know
0: about that either.
1: Yeah, that's pretty dope.
0: Because I think I may have had a reprinting of the first book. And like he said, I, that wasn't in there.
1: That's awesome. Uh, and then I think she came back. I think they tried to reboot her. Um, there was a book called Cherry Jubilee. Oh, what? So that was that?
0: Them trying to reboot Cherry? I mean, that's Pop what it looks Star?
1: like. I'm going through the. Basically, she looks look exactly for- the same. Cherry's Jubilee.
0: Oh, see, that's Cherry's Jubilee. I bet. I bet that's still around. Yeah, that's that, that's that's still porno. Yeah, it's still porno.
1: So yeah. Um, speaking of, we'll have to do a porn episode at some point. There was. Um, I'm down. Know, someone did a, a little bat a bat version of her. Of cherry, so um, Ooh, nice. Yeah, we used to, at the comic shop I used to work at. We had a whole adult section, and there was a book called like Bondage Fairies, oh. which are like little tiny mm. naked fairy ladies who would have sex with insects. <laughs> so weird, so weird. I have some of those at home still. But um anyway, thank you, Home Dad Abroad. That was a that was a great email.
0: Yeah, it was a great email. We have a uh, one more email because I know we're run- time is running out. Yeah. Uh, we have one more email and this one is from Oh, let's see who this is from this is from hey this is Green Lantern in trouble Charles aka at Hal Twenty Eight Fourteen. a while back the lack of emails from listeners not named Christopher Goodnight was brought up <laughs> and it hit home with me I've Did been it a hit
1: home dad abroad with you <laughs>
0: I've been a long-time listener, but I've only sent a few emails. It's not that I don't love the show. Matter of fact, when I pull up my SoundCloud app, new episodes of Gutter Talk is the first thing I'm looking for. There's great chemistry between the two of you, and you guys have great topics. Often I catch myself laughing, talking to my phone or car speakers like you can hear me. My lack of emails are, one, I work night shift, and when I get home, I end up sleeping most of the day or getting little sleep and running errands, and by the time I settle down to send an email, there's like two more episodes up. (laughs) I don't want to feel like a Johnny-come-lately. To folks out there like me who love the show but rarely or never sent a response, get off your ass and do it. Oh, yeah. You two take time out of your schedules to put out shows for us. The least we can do is show some love with an email or voicemail. Okay, I've rambled on enough. Keep up the great jobs, guys. And in closing, I'll say in a high-pitched voice,
1: gotta talk. Nice. That was a great email. Thank you.
0: Very nice. We,
1: it's true. Today is Easter Sunday. My store is closed today, but we still met here at 10 a.m. just to do a quick episode for you guys. So thank you so much for appreciating it. Um, We appreciate your appreciation. That's dope. We really do. And I have a request for you, J.D. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We have a listener to Gutter Talk as well as a um, listener of the Black Tribbles fans of Black Tribbles and Mm -hmm. Michelle Mission. Richard Ng out of New York. Like I-N-G? Well, it's actually NG.
1: NG? Oh, sure. sure.
0: I'm not even sure if it's called. I always call him Richard Ng. He's a.k.a. Triple NX. And he is a Patreon follower of the Black Tribbles. And as a Patreon follower, he is owed a commission by me. Cool. A commissioned a piece of art. Do
1: you mean like a piece of art that we owe that other guy? That
0: oh yeah, we do. We too? owe, like we like owe like Dan Dinkins a, Dink years a years piece ago? of art. We sure do. Danny
1: Dink Dinks? Yeah. Okay, so then, <laughs>
0: okay, then, so this is to Richard and also to Dan. Um, <laughs> Shit. Well, I owe the I owe Richard the picture. We owe Dan a picture. Yeah, we do. But now I'm going to put it on us both to owe them both a picture. Okay, sure. sure. Because what I was going to ask you. Is that, um, and I was looking to find the email, and I can't find the email. So, and so for the second time, I'm no, just paraphrase.
1: gonna.
0: I, I don't want to paraphrase and get it wrong, but I know that he he, he he's owed a commission and wants it fairly soon. So I'm going to ask you if I draw the the pencils, the pencils, yeah, and ink it. Oh, yeah, because I know that could be a little bit for you, and get it scanned.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Will you color it? Sure. Okay.
1: What's the commission? I can't remember. You don't know yet. Okay. Can't remember. Yeah, that's fine.
0: And so, yeah. Um, and then if you want to, I'll find the commission for Dan. Uh-huh. If you want to pencil that, but you don't really. Well, if you want to pencil that, yeah, yeah. Then uh, I'll finish that up.
1: Okay, cool. Awesome. Right. Let's do it. So we'll do it.
0: So we got to yeah. do. We, but we've we've got to really do this. Yeah. JD, like I'm about to actually have a lot of time on my hands in a couple of, in in like in three days. I'm gonna have. All the world's time on my hand. Okay. So, um. So we'll get on it. So we'll get on it. Nice. Okay. All right.
1: Man, I gotta start a Patreon. Fudge.
0: Got to. You gotta Got start to. a Patreon.
1: All right. All I'm right. working on it. Right now, there's no like tears. It's just like. <laughs> You would give us money. Uh, <laughs> I dig it. I dig all it. All right. Thank you so much for everybody who joined us for this episode. Of yes. The thank talk. you so much, everybody. We appreciate it. We love you. Write us in. You could tweet at me at JD's Hero Complex on Twitter,
0: or you can tweet at me at the
1: on Twitter. Yeah, man. Uh, and we'll be back next
0: week. I'll yeah. be here. I should be able to be here on, next Sunday. Okay. Cool.
1: All right. Thank you so much, and we will talk at you later. Ta-da!